On today's Friday Fire, we give you the permission to put some restriction in place. We talk about the fact that sometimes in certain seasons with certain things, we're not able to moderate and that is okay. So draw the line in the sand today on whatever it is that is holding you back and know that it's okay. We are all flawed. We all have things in our life that we need to abstain from and we hope that this helps you make that decision today. Live your life within the moment, moment And don't go wait until the morning, morning You never know when it is over, over All that I know is we'll get older Happy Friday, y'all. Oh, happy, happy Friday. My favorite day. We are heading into May. Wow. It's gonna be. I had to do it. I just. It's gonna be May. I I was an in sinker. I liked Backstreet Boys music, but I was absolutely an in sinker. Me too, and I also love Ninety Eight Degrees. Of course, I mean all of and Brian McKnight. Yes. Oh my gosh, LFO. (laughs) Oh gosh, bring me back to good music. I kind of want to get a lava lamp. (laughs) (laughs) Just because. I used to have those black light stars on the ceiling and the lava lamp yes. going, right? You just yes. set the mood um, for your teenage self that thought it was so cool. With like, I had a phone. I remember when cordless phones first came out and the phone would like glow. Yes. VTech. You mm-hmm. know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Except for when your mom or your dad would be on the other end listening to your conversation with your friends yes. and you didn't know. Or they'd pick up the phone. You'd be like, Mom, I'm on the phone. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. People used to call the house and be like, is Liz there? And my dad say, she doesn't live here. <laughs> Literally, he wouldn't let people talk to me unless they called me Elizabeth. Oh, my gosh. So funny. Yeah. We, uh, I, I seen those um, TikToks or memes that are like millennial. What is it? Gen Z. Is it Gen Z? Mm-hmm. And they're like, what's a landline? And then the guy's like, I'm sorry. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, there's so many problems. Does anybody want to put it together a GoFundMe for Liz and Becca to get the F out of Illinois? Because we'll be accepting payment. (laughs) I have my two-year plan. My two-year plan is, and I have my vision board right next to my child's artwork taped on my window. Carson helps me tape it up on my window behind it because I see it all day, every day. Um, He's so funny. He just, and Taylor. Taylor, last night I gave paint two while I was making dinner so that I could like occupy her because otherwise she just literally stands at my feet and screams and reaches for me Mm -hmm. and it's really hard to cook hot things while holding a child um and so I was like here here's paint here is a little cup of water that I was able to stick to the table and then her like big poster board that I tape on the table and she's like digging her fingernails into the paint and like mixing the water with her hands Mm -hmm. and I'm just like oh my god oh my god and then she tries to drink the paint water like, uh, I just need to get dinner done. Marquis came home from school yesterday. He was so proud to show me how he cut his shirt. He cut his sleeves. And I was like, I, do, I don't think that's what you're supposed to be doing with the scissors. He's like, look, mom. And then he was sitting at the table. He was cutting up some papers. And I said, oh, we need to get you some of those like cool scissors. You know, yeah. the one that are like wavy yep. and stuff. So I turn around and he's standing behind the chair and he's like, sorry, mom. I'm like, what's going on, bud? I'm sorry, mom. Like, okay. He cut a hole in the chair. Great. I mean, these chairs have about ended their time. I spent a couple Sundays ago. The worst. I borrowed um, 
my neighbor's spot cleaner and I tried and they made a lot of progress, but they're still just like, they just need to go. Speaking of cleaning, I need to ask you offline about your brother-in-law's car and he, if he, his whole, you know, business and if he knows how to get things off of like scratches off of oh, what yeah. the best option is because Uh-oh. I was watching both children the other morning when it was nice out and Carson wanted to get his green wagon out mm. which is like a green gardening wagon mm-hmm. and there's like just enough space for it to fit out next to my car and across like the other mm-hmm. toys and as I'm like halfway out of the garage I turn around and Taylor's just like booking it towards the street so like I didn't think and I like pulled really fast on the wagon and it just scratched all along my white car a green stretch i'm like oh god (laughs) taylor every morning when i take the kids to school i open up the garage and and i've stopped opening the garage now because taylor will literally just get to the bottom and just start running towards the street i don't know what it is about them that i think it's because they know they're not supposed to so it's where they go that's okay because i'm pretty sure our whole neighborhood heard me yell at marcus the other day because he had the hose, you know, Carson went through the phase. He loves the hose. <laughs> and he turns around and he's just like spraying me. And I was like, stop it right now. And our neighbors uh, that live across the street, like diagonal from us, he was outside. And I saw him look over and he's like laughing at me. And I was like, get inside the house right now. And then I'm like, oh my God, I'm that mom that just yelled at her kid at the old neighborhood. It probably hurt me. But sometimes it's like, you little shit, you're not listening no. to anything I say. No. And then, you know, it's the whole meltdown phase of like, I'm sorry, I won't do it again. I was like, okay, we. It's toddlers. Carson wouldn't tell me yesterday something that happened because I ran downstairs. Of course, the like 30 seconds that I run downstairs to grab something out of the freezer for dinner. And Carson, I come upstairs and Taylor's screaming, crying. And Carson's standing there with like this face. And I'm like, Carson, what happened? Wouldn't say anything. What, Carson, why is Taylor crying? wouldn't say anything and like his face just gets sadder and sadder and sadder and he never actually told me what happened but I was like I'm not gonna get anywhere with this you're obvious you know you did something wrong so hopefully you don't do it again (laughs) I don't know what it was (laughs) oh Oh, they're so great they're so great and Taylor just bullies him all the time she pulls his hair she he was walking by her the other day she was in her high chair she just shoves him just one arm puts it out just shoved him for no reason I'm like what is wrong with you (laughs) You might need to like start taking her to the church and having, you know, this child's going to go to charter school. Um, okay. Anyways, (laughs) child needs God. Anyways, here we are. We are ready to chat with you about some things today. We might strike some chords and that's okay because sometimes you need the tough love and sometimes you need to hear things said differently so Mm -hmm. you know sometimes you'll hear it on the podcast sometimes you'll hear it on a coaching call with us sometimes you'll hear it on a podcast from other people sometimes you'll hear me say something rebecca say something and you're like huh shit that's me they're talking to me me. we hear that a lot from our clients a lot our friday fires talk to you let's just give a little bit of a disclaimer here we are not targeting any one person we are not saying that this is going to be the case for everyone what we are going to say today is that you need to dig deep down inside and accept some flaws and become aware of things that might not be serving you and put some things in place to remove them. And for some people, they will be able to moderate things. For other people, maybe more with addictive personalities or just really know that they have a strong 
trigger any connection to a type of food or substance, they may need to become abstinent from these things. And that's okay. That's what we're talking about today. Restriction is okay. Saying no is okay. And doing this intentionally and drawing boundaries and maybe going one step further than what other people might think that you need to do. For example, not keeping things in the house, not going to places where you know it's going to be very, very difficult for you not to cave. It could be alcohol. It could be sweets. It could be drugs. It could be porn. It could be shopping. It could be anything in your life that is addictive for you or it's very triggering for you. So that's what we're going to talk about today is give you that permission to draw some really strong lines in the sand and accept that I am the type of person when it comes to this particular thing that needs to fully remove it and not have a negotiable around it. Yeah, absolutely. And like Liz was saying, this can be a lot of things. And Liz and I both have our things. Like I know alcohol is one for both of us. I don't, I mean, I can have like just a glass of wine. I just don't see the point. Like if I want to drink and enjoy the benefit, I shouldn't say the benefits of drinking. <laughs> I should say the, the few, you know, things that you enjoy when it comes to drinking, um, you know, like the, the little buzz, right. The thing that a lot of people want to feel when they drink that, like feeling, you know, on your, like on the cloud, on not having any worries. We all know that that is very short lived and it makes things worse on the other end of it, but I'm not going to get that from one glass. I mean, nowadays I do, but like, I, I want to drink if I'm going to drink. Mm -hmm. And I know that that is a problem that I've had in the past. Same thing with a lot of sweets and, you know, chips and things like that. I tend to overindulge when they're in the house. And my thing is it doesn't stay the same. It just gets worse. You know, one piece of chocolate every night turns into multiple pieces of chocolate at night. Now I have a half an Oreo and a chocolate bar and some chocolate cereal. Like it just turns into more and more. And I know that about myself. And so I have to not keep those things in the house and I have to basically abstain from them. And that's a challenge every single day. And I accept that that's going to be a challenge for me. And how I look at it is not, oh, I don't get to enjoy life. I don't get to enjoy chocolate. I, don't, I look at it as I know what I feel like when I do these things and I don't want to feel that way. So I'm going to endure the challenge of avoiding them because it just is a slippery slope. And I think that is for applicable for everyone listening in some way, shape, or form. You might not be that way with food. Maybe you're that way with exercise. You overtrain and you, you know, that's your addiction. And you think it's okay because exercise is healthy, right? Maybe exercise, this is the thing that's keeping you from actually healing and feeling better and dropping that last five pounds because it's pure inflammation and water weight. And so restriction is okay. And we've gotten to this place in society, unfortunately, where eating healthy and not eating chocolate or drinking alcohol or eating gluten, you're the weird one. You're, oh, why are you on a diet? Maybe it's just the way I eat. Maybe it's because I just feel good. But we have unfortunately grown up in this world that's turned into gluttony, gluttony and indulgence and quick satisfaction and not having to work for things. And now we see restriction as bad. Restriction is, it's mean. Like, I just want to enjoy my life. Yes. You know, well, here's the thing. You get to enjoy your life every single day. You wake up, you have a new opportunity to enjoy life. It's how you choose to think about what that enjoyment is. 
because for some people, they can't imagine life without alcohol or without sweets or without chocolate or without gluten. So they choose to then feel bad every day with poor digestion, low uh, you know, energy, fatigue, not sleeping well, all the things that ensue depending upon what the level of inflammation is in your body and what dysfunction you're dealing with. So you can enjoy life either way. I'm here to tell you, like these things, these substances do not have to control you. You, you are choosing every day to let them control you. And so you've got it asked backwards in your mind that life is unenjoyable if I don't have chocolate. Sure, it tastes good, but what about your connections with other people? If you can't go and spend time with people and connect with them and enjoy that time without alcohol and being annihilated, you've got a friend and a relationship problem, not an alcohol problem. Mm-hmm. It's not the alcohol's fault. It's the fact that you're not connecting with people unless you're able to get this buzz that loosens your inhibitions and makes you feel more like an extrovert. But over time, those things are very damaging, right? Read the book, The Naked Mind, if you want to learn more. And I like that book because it talks about various substances. It doesn't have to be just alcohol, but a clear mind is one that allows you to live life to the fullest and design your life and create your life. I choose to interact with people that I enjoy spending time with completely sober. And Sure, along the way, Beck and I both have had friends that like we don't hang out with anymore because when did we hang out with them? We hung out with them when it was like happy hour or you did a workout at the gym and then you guys went to the bar because, you know, you burned off calories and now you get to enjoy and indulge. And it's just this constant justification world. And I think if you have things that you really, really don't want to give up, they're probably the exact things that you need to try to give up for a period of time. Even if maybe they aren't doing harm, you never know. I have plenty of clients in the past month. We have a lot of clients go through giving up caffeine for a period of time, and people do not realize how reliant on caffeine they are until you remove it. You get massive headaches and withdrawal symptoms, and you start to realize, oh my gosh, what was the state of my body when I was on this every day? How much compensation was going on within my body? What was, I, what was I doing to my body? If it didn't even notice these effects that were happening probably every day because I had created a new baseline that maybe wasn't a healthier baseline. Same thing with like, I work with a client that we talked about this yesterday. She, you know, grew up, she's Hispanic, very cultural in terms of food. And we've worked a lot. She came to me with very, very bad. She was about to get um, an ablation. Horrible periods. Uh, She also has really, really bad bloating and digestion. We have removed gluten and sugar and so much improvement. But she's still dealing with some joint pain and fatigue. And she loves tortillas, corn tortillas every day, almost every day. And we talked about, you know, it might not be an issue, but corn is a very processed food nowadays. It's not like corn used to be. Very high in glyphosate. It resembles to an extent like the effects on the body that gluten can. And so I told her, I was like, you know, it, it's very possible that corn might not be creating digestive issues because those have cleared up, but the joint pain, especially because they're in your, day, your, your days every single day, you yeah. know? And so those are the things that you likely need to give up. Versus justifying, oh, well, I've, been, I've, I've fixed so many other things, so like I still just want to enjoy this last thing. We're not saying take your joy away. We're saying learn more about your body, challenge your mind. 
it's important to challenge to create that new, like resensitized dopamine mm-hmm. because over time, the more you include these things, the more you need of them to create the same dopamine kind of like feel good effect from them. So by taking them out, you resensitize that. Yeah. And I think what we're also saying is that you might need to do some deeper work here to identify and find joy in your life. Because if you think that joy is food or drinking or drugs or shopping or whatever it is, you got some deeper things to heal. Mm -hmm. And so that's professional help, right? That's therapists. That's maybe going to a counselor, uh, maybe at your church, right? Getting in a small group, uh, whatever that looks like for you. And what I would say is if you walk away from this podcast today and you say, you know what, that really hit home. Like I need to draw some really hard lines and I just need to make this a non-negotiable right now in my life. There is no gray area. It's black and white is, you know, if I open that bag of candy, I know what that's going to lead to. You are your own best case study. Hey, this is what I tell clients all the time, for example, who don't want to eat more. Okay, well, how is it working for you? How in your life has overtraining and undereating served you? Okay, because in your case study of one, we're not getting anywhere. It's not working. It's not working. And so you know, because the proof is in the pudding of what doesn't work. And so if you've been through seasons where you've restricted and then you open that bag of candy and then you cannot stop and it opens that big box, right? Um, where you just keep going. What's the terminology I'm looking for here? The Pandora's box. Pandora's box. Yep. So, you know, like if I have it, that's going to send me down that it's a slippery slope. So then you just have to say, nope, I do not consume these things. Mm-hmm. And then it makes it so much easier mentally and emotionally because you don't even have to have these negotiations in your head. Mm-hmm. Like again, in the naked mind, she's talking specifically about alcohol, but she does bring in other things there of like, how many bites of dessert am I going to have tonight? And then you go back and forth and you spend like extensive amount of energy, <sighs> mental energy and emotional energy trying to decide and rationalize what your boundaries are rather than just saying, you know what? I know that I'm going to feel better without it. If I walk away, I'm going to feel better without doing those things. And I'm going to be proud that I did those things. So if you make that decision today, then I want to challenge you and encourage you to be freaking proud and own it. Like we had, uh, I was telling Becca today on our walk, we had dinner at our neighbors the other night. Great dinner. Awesome. I'm in the middle of phase one for 75 hard. And he's like, are you sure you're not going to have any drinks with us tonight? I'm like, nope, I'm good. You don't want to take one day off your challenge? Nope, I'm good. Like, it's not even about my challenge. It's also about like, I need mental clarity to do the job that we do every day. Mm-hmm. And what I found is just a drink or two doesn't make me feel good. Like my sleep is impaired. The next day I feel foggy. Like it just, To me, it's something where it's just a no. And for you, you might feel really nervous to make that decision because you might initially have that fear of missing out, Mm -hmm. right? Well, if I change this, what are people going to say? I'm not going to be able to enjoy that barbecue or whatever it is. And oh, it's summertime. Okay, then keep doing the things and don't complain Mm -hmm. because you're continuing to make the same choice over and over. And so, If you have people out there and you listen, you know, watch people on Instagram or wherever that say like moderation is key. Beck and I love moderation when it serves you. I love when people can have a good relationship with food and they can enjoy a piece of cake or chocolate or whatever. And it serves them and they don't feel bad after and they're not down that slippery slope right back into the cookie jar every single night. I love that. Me too. But sometimes that's not the case. Mm Mm-mm. 
And that also, that also takes mental work mm-hmm. to be able to heal that relationship with food, with yourself, with your body and be able to tolerate those things too. Right. You know, you, a huge part of being able to enjoy a piece of cake and not feeling awful afterwards is gut diversity and your body being able to have a nice large array of bacteria within the gut because the less foods you eat and the smaller your foods list is and the more things you restrict, the worse you're going to tolerate going on vacation and eating different foods or going out and enjoying something, you know, a, a night dinner that you haven't had something in a while, a bowl of pasta, whatever. Like those things are fine to have on occasion. But if you're super dysfunctional in terms of your health, you're going to feel awful doing them. And then you're going to have this shame situation of I ate it, I feel horrible, now I'm mad at myself. We want you to heal your body, but you also need to heal your mind to be able to enjoy these things. And we're not saying that restriction needs to be forever. Liz and I both have found healthy, happy balances with things. I enjoy things when I find that they're worth it. To be totally honest, they're not often that worth it. That being, you know, quote unquote, worth it situation has become less and less frequent for me because I just have negative reactions to having even a glass of wine or anything like that. And I just don't, you know, I... I need to be clear-minded. I need good sleep. That's, that's way more important than me than one night in a, a glass of wine, you know? But we want you to get to that other side. It takes work, though. And I, I would add one more thing here. If you are chasing, like, what your thing is, is chasing a weight on the scale or chasing a body composition or whatever it is or a size of clothes, you need to heal the mind with that, too. If you think you're never going to be happy until you reach a certain weight or size, there's a lot deeper stuff going on in terms of your worth, in terms of your purpose in life. And I don't mean to get super deep here, but you know, we just talked about this on a podcast interview of where you are is not who you are. And being willing to have faith and hope and belief and growth and being willing to work for that growth. Because if you are not actively working on yourself and changing and learning and growing as a being, you will be miserable. Point blank. People that don't ever do any self-development, you just live for, you know, enjoying life on the weekends and doing a job that you don't really love that much, but like you got into it, so now you're in it, so you're still in it, and it's not really that, you know, purposeful for you. Like, it's sad. But it's the majority of our population, I think. Mm-hmm. We just kind of end up in this place and we float. And then it comes down to choosing to settle. There's a lot of things in your life every day that you could change. You could change how you drive to work. You could take a scenic route. You could listen to a different podcast. You could put on some music. You could put yourself in a better mental state by flooding yourself with positive energy instead of waking up late being mad at your kids because they're not on your emergency time schedule because you decided to sleep in. Uh, there's a lot of things you could change throughout mm-hmm. your day, but it's, it's you choosing that it's important to you to fill your cup up and to grow and to develop and to change the situation at hand. We don't like the situation sometimes. And sure, we may have to go through seasons where they're very challenging and they're very difficult. But if you don't like something, Remember that you're the only one that can make a decision to change your own actions. Like Becca and I can't be with our clients all day long to like smack chocolate cake out of their hand or to tell them to put the, you know, wine back in the cabinet because or it's only say, Thursday I night. I believe in you. Or that, right? Or to help you, you know, 
every time that you doubt or rationalize your way of, you know, out of doing things to remind you why you're doing this. And so that's a lot of times, you know, when we're talking to clients, it's like remembering what's important here. You often feel on a healing journey like this is going to be the longest road ever. You've already traveled it very, very far, and you don't see that light at the end of the tunnel. And so you do start to lose that doubt. You start to lose that belief and that faith and that hope. And so we have to reinstill that and bring that back to remind you that even though you're where you are today, it doesn't have to stay this way. Mm -hmm. We just need the right keys that fit the lock to unlock this, you know, your success and start to get you feeling better, right? And small wins. And, you know, sometimes your environment has to change and has to shift as well. And that's the hard part for a lot of people, right? Because if we're continuously exposed to things that are triggers to us, it makes this decision way harder than just removing yourself from the situation. And so sometimes that means we lose friends, we grow distant from people who have always been, but that's my best friend. Well, if your best friend is someone who can only drink five bottles of wine and smoke a bunch of cigarettes on your patio with you, she's not really your best friend. She's your drinking buddy. Mm -hmm. Like, let's just say what it is, right? So then it becomes shifting away from that and finding people that align with what you're working towards. Mm -hmm. And maybe again, that's getting into a group socially, getting into a gym, getting into a small group, a support group, whatever it is for you. But this is your permission today to say, I'm going to choose to change and I'm going to draw this line in the sand and it's going to be black and white. There's no more negotiation. April 28th, 2023 is the last day that I let myself do whatever it is that's holding you back. Skip the gym, eat the cake, open the ice cream at night, open the bottle of wine, whatever. Stop saying tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you keep saying tomorrow, you will just, just don't say tomorrow because the reality is you're going to say that too far too long and then you're just never going to change. Yeah. If you want it bad enough, if you've hit rock bottom and, and what Vince said on Wednesday, I think is so true. Some people have to hit rock bottom before they say, you know what? My $4,000 investment has to be made. Yeah. And that's okay. Some people are just not ready yet. You just have to hurt more. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. And when people hurt enough, they change. Mm-hmm. And that's the sad reality of it. And we, I wish it wasn't the case, but we know, we see it. The people that are really in pain, the people that really, really need, need something different. They're the ones that are willing to make those sacrifices. So if you had a chord struck today, if you got a little angry listening to today, maybe it's time to evaluate what do you need to restrict? 